Hi there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another Monday. Um, I used to say CND after dark, but the sun is still out. Um, CND after sunset. I do miss CND after dark. Now that Courage and Doll um, Enterprise Headquarters uh, Inc. is fully in swing and we're both busy old ladies, we just can't be having those late night shenanigans anymore. No, unfortunately not. It's just we gotta get uh gotta get the kids to bed by nine. <laughs> gotta get ourselves to bed by ten. We're just some busy ladies. What we would do on Saturdays, we would do the podcast at eight, do it for maybe like one or two hours, and then end up talking or like playing Scrabble until one in the morning, which kind of crazy on Saturdays it was different though because like you had Sunday as a recovery day but now that Mm -hmm. we got this Monday thing going like my boo-boo weenie head has to get up at like six the next day I can't be going to bed at one because my thing is sometimes yes I do go to bed at one in the morning because I'm one of those people that's like well I'm gonna get up anyways no matter how I feel I got stuff to do and that's horrible for me, but that's how I work. Okay. And if I go to bed at one, I at least know I have an hour to just sit in bed and just reflect on life. If we're playing Scrabble until one, I don't have that time to reflect on life. I need that hour. You're not reflecting in the tiles and with the words. You know, I have to have my thoughts to myself and, you know, figuring out those words that that's taken up too much time in my brain already. I bet there's Scrabble psychology. It probably is. And you know what else there probably is? What is there? A chance that we could be celebrities someday. Hmm. This is the hour that I reflect on life. Yeah, this is me when I'm doing my skincare in the bathroom at night and just talking to myself. If my family ever hears it, yeah, I'm out here just trying to visualize for a second. But it's so fun. So the normal ones out there don't know what, what we're talking about. It's just... If you ever pretending. see me in the car talking to myself, <laughs> no, you didn't. It's just a way to relieve stress sometimes, in my opinion. It makes me feel good. It sounds weird talking about Let it me now. reenact like, it. So sometimes, like, at night, when I'm doing my little skincare situation, I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm pretending that I'm in one of those Vogue beauty videos, as so many of us do. I'm out here talking to my imaginary audience, and I'm hitting it with that. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite products, and I know this sounds like a brand deal, but I swear it's not. I've been using it for over a year now, and the results are incredible. And, like, I just talk to myself, and I do it in the car, too, so period. It's so fun, and I am not a person who talks out loud to myself. I just don't, unless I'm playing video games. That's when my whole talking to myself personality comes out, and it's very strange because what I do is I talk as if I'm the person like that I'm playing so right now I am replaying The Last of Us 2 and I'm playing it on a very hard level because I love to challenge myself for some reason and so I'm playing as Ellie so I am embracing Ellie and I have my companion my girlfriend Dina so I'm constantly talking to Dina and I was like girl I love you but like you're in my way right now and you know I know you're pregnant and all but like we got to get get a move on and then I start to realize I I'm not even talking as myself I'm talking as a fictional character Katie said the adaptation um, auditions are calling out to her. 
Yes, even though they've already... It's odd, though, because they've already cast the Ellie for the TV show on HBO, which, yes, I will pay $15 to watch that show. Maybe they need an understudy. What if she, like, backs out? Um, I will definitely be there. She said, Thank I've you, got please. experience, hours of gameplay. Um, Hire me. Yeah, but... Uh, we had this idea for Samuel Second just to talk about what is our top three celebrity, I don't want to say interviews because some of these aren't necessarily interviews, but what are your top three moments you want as a celebrity if you were to go out and do a, a promo tour, let's mm-hmm. just say. You're, pro- you're promoting your next project. What do you want to go do to do that? Well, I don't know that I'd be promoting a project. I would be promoting myself and my brand. Uh, well, that's a project. I mean, I mean, I am a project. I'm constantly working on myself every single day. I think I've got my top three figured out. Number one would be one of those, and I know it's gentlemen's quarterly, whatever. Get with the 21st century. I would do one of those GQ ten essentials videos because I'm obsessed. Like they are so interesting to me, and I love seeing other people's stuff. Um, and I've actually kind of done that before. To the one who got away in college, thank you for sitting there as I went through everything in my bag and talked about it in detail. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So one of mine, I'm not going to go in a particular order because I don't have like a ranking, but I was thinking I want to do an SNL monologue. I want to host SNL. Um, Taylor told me she thinks that's too much pressure. And I agree. I think it is a lot of pressure, but I would be up to the challenge I mostly just want to do a fun monologue that everybody can remember because sometimes you can't necessarily remember certain monologues. The ones that I can remember are Adam Driver's. He's done it a few times, but there's this one where he just like goes into the crowd, just like, I'm a normal guy. I'm just like you guys. Um, Taylor Swift's iconic Let Me Sing a Song and In Bash Joe Jonas. monologue song. Mm-hmm. And I think Harry Styles has a memorable one. I think he did. Love of my life. Uh huh. I'll give I'll give it to him for that. <laughs> I don't need to give to Harry Styles anything. He's Harry Styles. Come on. He needs to know that I love him. You know what? When I said the one who who got away earlier, that's who I was talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was my celebrity Definitely. love affair. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to have a memorable one. I don't know how I would do that, but I'm currently working on it. Also, SNL, if you're accepting writing packages, I'll figure out how to write comedy. I'll write one in. I'll even send an audition tape because that's what John Mulaney said you should do. I want to be an A.D. Brian. I want to be funny, but like still kind of sweet, you know, mm-hmm. a girly pop. I don't want to be a Pete Davidson because unfortunately he's only known or he got big because he dated Ariana Grande. And now he's barely in any in any sketches. And he's good in the ones he's in, but he's just not there sometimes. I I'm don't like, know that he's ever been in a lot, though. Because I remember when he first got on SNL, he was like the resident young person. And he would always be in like the news segment. Mm-hmm. I think those are funny. But that's what I'm saying. He was never really in them. But he's so much bigger than all the other ones just because of Ariana Grande by association. I don't want to be that type of person. I just want people to love me for me. Love me for me, babes. Do you want an you want to be 80? Yeah, you do. I just want to like, you know, hold hands with Harry and one mm-hmm. sketch and then 
have him draw me a thank you note and I I would be satisfied. But what's your second one that my, you would do? My second one's kind of a little bit obscure and one that I feel like people would be a little less familiar with, but it is the Teen Vogue soundtrack to my life. I don't know if they do these anymore, but like they did a few years ago. I loved these. I've actually never seen one, but I thought Olivia Rodrigo did one. So she has so they had to have been doing them recently. I don't know. I don't think they put them out as frequently because there was a period of time where they would just be rolling out. But it's this thing where you create a soundtrack to your life as stated and you're standing in front of this little chalkboard thing and you write the name of the song and the artist and you talk about like, oh, this song was super important to me in my childhood because X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And then like the person will start singing and dancing and whatever and then they'll freeze frame it and play the actual song. And we all know how I feel about music. I'm the one pushing for us to do this freaking Thanksgiving jam sesh every single year because I need time to talk about my tunes. And in this setting, even though I would stress myself out to the max trying to pick like 10 or 12 songs, however many it is, it would be everything to me. It would be iconic. Mm. I, as someone who I do enjoy the Thanksgiving jam sesh every single year. But as someone who is not that diverse when it comes to her music taste, it would be very difficult for me. Music just doesn't speak to me as other things do. But I like that uh, that people have that experience with music. Um, my second one, which I don't know if you put this in one of your choices, um, but Wired Autocomplete. I think this is the ultimate one that everybody who is not famous but wants to be famous, this is the top one they would do. Wired autocomplete basically means you made it because people are Googling you. <laughs> people want to know about you. Um, I don't know how they choose some of the questions because some of them I'm like, I don't even know how far you can go into searching to find this. But there's something about holding up that cardboard, you know, piece ripping off those papers and just being like how height is Katie doll and you're like wow who wrote this huh and it's like it's google nobody uses grammar I don't know there's something so cool about it and my favorite wired autocomplete is with um Ryan Reynolds and Jake Hall. it is so funny I recommend everybody go watch that one it is not in my top three. Um, okay. Simply because I don't think the questions would be juicy enough. I feel like it would be like, mm -hmm. is she dead? When's her birthday? What's her zodiac sign? Does she have a dog? Like, it would just be things that I'm mm -hmm. like, mm, okay. But on the flip side, I would want to do one of, like, the undercover. Like, blank goes undercover on the internet. Those... Like, they go on Twitter and Quora, which, like, who uses that, and Reddit and all of these other platforms. And they just respond directly to the fans. And I would live for that, to be able to write back and make so make someone say as if I'm important. But in this scenario, I would be. Quora is so funny um, because... <laughs> Like, like you said, who uses Quora? But whenever I have a certain, like a very specific question, you can find it on there. But the problem with Quora, I've learned, is that apparently to submit an answer, you have to have it so long to where you have to read all this extra mumbo jumbo 
before you can get to the actual answer. And it's like, why can't people just go on Reddit? Cora's like the old um, wiki ask. Mm-hmm. Or like Yahoo Answers. Mm-hmm. Memories. Dang, I haven't been on a Yahoo Answers and oh, I miss those days. That's a project for later. That's like, Yahoo Answers was like, if you had math questions. One time I had a geography teacher because it was for this one class that was very notorious in high school and we were freshmen. Someone had written a question about this geography teacher. They were like, oh my God, why does Miss So-and-so always assign this portfolio? And there were like literally so many answers to it. It was like, yeah, I stayed up till blah, blah, blah o'clock to get this done. I was like, that is so weird. Um, so that was your third one. The um, I already forgot the name of Undercover. it, but you know, you know, yeah. Um, so I actually just changed my mind last minute on my third one because I initially was going to say like just a regular old talk show because I have always said if I was ever going to promote something, the two people I want to go on the most are Conan O'Brien and Graham Norton because I feel like those are the most authentic and genuine and I would probably feel the most comfortable on their talk shows. But I I just realized, Hot Ones. I I have been, I, I love Hot Ones. I think that show is so entertaining. I think Sean Evans comes up with the best questions because he really does his research. I actually uh, listened to a podcast with him once where he described his research process and it is nuts. This man is crazy because even though he has this entire team working for him, um, and I think he works with his brother, what he does, they book the person a week ahead. Because sometimes these are celebrities and, you know, they don't do it that far in advance. They're just like, yeah, I guess we could fit you in. So a week in advance, he researches everything he can about this person, listen to as many podcasts they've been on, go through all their Instagram posts or Twitter posts, whatever they can find. And so he can come up with a question about it. And I think that's awesome. And also, I like hot wings. I don't there like a go. hot wing, but I do enjoy the format of the show. And I do appreciate mm-hmm. the research process. They do have a vegan option because Natalie Portman did it. She did cauliflower thing, wing things. So <laughs> and Natalie can keep her cauliflower, but I do appreciate her pioneering the, the vegan movement. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to mention my favorite Hot Ones episode. I think it is Post Malone's he, because he's funny. I didn't say any they, of my favorites for any of these. You didn't have, Well, that was just my personal choice. So. My favorite GQ is probably Maddie Healy. My favorite um, Five Sauce has one. My favorite soundtrack to my life. You know what? Paris Jackson michael jackson's daughter hers is cool um and my favorite undercover is god i don't know i've seen so many of them um honestly they're all fine they're all a good time i guess scott disick did one recently it was kind of weird except he never does he never does interviews and you can really tell by that and he has a really chill personality and you can tell he doesn't go through, like, all the PR stuff because he's just kind of – he it's his own reality show, it seems like. He ain't media trained. He don't care. No. But that was fun. I love that. Ooh. 
Maybe we should do a wired autocomplete. Just like make one up for ourselves one day. It'll be Katie saying, so that one time when you did this, what did that mean? (laughs) Yeah, like remember this very specific moment from this very specific day? And you're just like, dude, how do you do that? And that's it. That, and that's basically Hawkins. It's right just there. me choking on a wing, saying, "Dude, <laughs> we did try like a version, didn't we? Do we like did. a version? Of it was called. Is yeah. it raunchy or is or is it ranty or something? Yeah, yeah, we did that. So I'll link that in the description if anyone cares. The audio quality is absolute trash because it was in my old car. But you know, memories. It was fun. We I had different that. hot it was, sauces. It was kind of a struggle though. <laughs> to do all that together because we but did it was fun. two episodes that day i remember that mm-hmm. um but this isn't even the main portion of the podcast as much as we can talk about this um we are you know we're just going deep into our psyche we're we're um we're, we're just gonna be a couple of witches today and you know <laughs> I'm not trying to, like, appropriate the witchy girlies out there, but we are looking at the stars, babe. We're looking into Mm -hmm. the night sky, even though neither of us were born at night. Uh, No. Nope. It's all the stars, just like it wasn't she didn't, didn't she sing that song Mm -hmm. with Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick was featured. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. That's a good song. I listened to it the other day. I was like, dang. Now I can remember why I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. I had this, we kind of had this idea a few months ago. What if we just talk about our astrology, our signs? Because we've done so many personality stuff. But, you know, this, this is a personality thing. This is our being. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't necessarily believe in this stuff. But I think it's super interesting to just learn about anyways. I, I'm going to be honest. I do not like it when people are so against it to the point they don't even want to learn about their signs. But I'm also, I also worry about the people who take it too seriously to the point where it's like, I can never be a friend with a Leo or I can never date a Taurus because of so-and-so. And it's like... They don't, it doesn't define somebody's personality. But those are the really. sun sign people. That's like, I, I hate a Gemini, but like you have to look at your other placements in the houses in which they're in because your sun sign is not your entire identity. Yeah. But I think what I'm saying is I don't, I, I'm, I don't like it when people judge other people based off of their astrological signs. I'll agree, and I know, but I have noticed patterns. I will say that like, you can notice patterns, but you can't judge somebody, like, so quickly because uh, because of it. Like, maybe we're joking around, and I'm like, you're such a Pisces, Taylor, haha. <laughs> and you're like, you're such a Gemini. Like, that's fine. But if you were like, if we had first met, and I said, and you had a thing, let's say you had a thing against Geminis. You were like, I hate Geminis. I've had a bad experience with a Gemini before. I can never. And I was like, I'm a Gemini. And you're just like, mm, nope never gonna happen i'm not like that but i will say mm, okay i do have a little bit of (laughs) for capricorns and leos just because of past 
experiences that doesn't mean that i'm like oh my god you're a capricorn disgusting but it's just like one of those things that you start to notice especially with leos and if anyone out there is a leo and we're on good terms cool great love it but in the past been friends with them and it's all good in the beginning and then somewhere along the line it just falls off but that's just a pattern that i've noticed I just don't think I notice patterns with people. I think that's another thing with me not believing this stuff. It's just how can so many people be so similar? And not saying they are, but or people necessarily believe that. But that's just how I feel. But I do think it's really interesting stuff. And sometimes maybe you can look at certain planets and signs and what they mean and it could influence how you feel or something like that about a certain thing and if it makes you feel better about yourself why and not I just think it's fun and I look at it the way you would look at any other personality thing like you know the people that you like the people that you don't like I'm not saying someone says I'm a Libra and then you should be like I hate Libras like get to know them or whatever but it's like if you know that you don't like hyper masculine sporty jock men you don't you, like you just know that mm-hmm. sure there may be yeah. an outlier but yeah. trends exactly just means you like maybe you just haven't had a good yeah had a good time with them before but we're looking so, at our big six today mm-hmm. our personal planets yeah um and what we've done so we've basically you know, well, I had, so I had CoStar, which I don't even want to hear anything from anybody. If any, if this happens to be the one podcast where everybody's like, wow, Katie is such a stupid head for downloading CoStar. Guys, I don't care because this is my life. If I want to read from some stupid app that y'all hate, because apparently everybody on TikTok, on astrology TikTok thinks that CoStar is really toxic and horrible and I literally just use it just to have everything organized so if somebody just happens to ask me what is your moon sign or whatever I'm just like oh it's this one because I can pull it up so don't even come for me please I think the most toxic thing about CoStar is those daily notifications and the do's and don'ts Oh, I, I don't, well, I don't like notifications to begin with. So any, any app that asks me to have notifications, I turn them off. I don't care if it's important or not. I turn them off. Except for my mail. She, she hasn't experienced the toxicity of that and kudos to her. So we're looking at our sun, moon, rising and or ascendant. Same thing. Um, Mercury, Venus and Mars. We're not looking at our outer planets because those are generational, I could go into that more, but I don't think anybody cares. So Katie's going to read the um, description for each. Oh, my gosh. I almost dropped my phone for each planet slash area. And then we're both Mm going to read some traits of our own, discuss it. Do we think it applies to us? And then the other person can chime in and be like, that's totally you. Or you're not like that. I think it's really interesting, though, because, you know, I've always tried to learn things about this stuff and it never sticks in my brain for some reason, but I feel like this is the day where it will. It truly will. Um, so starting with our sun, this is your classic. This is what everybody knows. This is what your dad might know. I thought my dad knew, but apparently he was off by one, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't know if my dad knows. Mm. Um, interesting. Cause he's a Scorpio. 
Hmm. Um, I don't even know my see, that's how much I don't even know my dad's. Both of my parents, Scorpios. Okay, so your son. The sun determines your ego, identity, and role in life. It's the core of who you are and is the sign you're most likely to already know. What you like just said. said, absolutely. So I'm and gonna I didn't realize that. I'm gonna <laughs> open up time passages for a second and take a look at their description. Should should we read both or just what do you, what do you think? What do you feel? Um we can read both. Maybe we maybe this is also a time to like compare the apps because like I said I have CoStar and you have Time Passage uh we've downloaded both maybe we can compare which um if they have the same meanings or not so my son is in Pisces as I feel we all know I think we've both said our sun signs a million times I'm Pisces Casey Titty's a Gemini um my son is in the eighth house love to see it uh, what do we have in Miss Co-Star? It says, your son is in Pisces, meaning you are fundamentally dreamy, insightful, and in your own world. You exist on a chaotic plane of the divine. I hate the descriptions they do for Pisces because it's always like mystical. But then you have like Capricorn. It's like logical, business, money, calculator. But like Pisces, it's like God in the atmosphere. Like what does that even mean? <laughs> um, let's see. That is not at all material. Your rich imagination endows you with a strong intuition for hidden emotional currents. When you take offense, it is deeply true. And you aren't necessarily interested in reconciliation. That, the reconciliation, very much agree. Like, when it's Mm -hmm. done, it's done. I'm not a, let's work it out. No, I'm good. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to read mine from CoStar really quick. So my son is in Gemini, meaning I am fundamentally dynamic, quick-witted, eclectic, and curious. Fascinated by everything, your childlike energy is often scattered in a million directions. I feel like I am scattered in a million directions with like, I feel like my thoughts are everywhere. So I kind of feel that because I feel like children, they don't know how to think. They don't know how to keep it all together. Um, on a social level, this may come off as gossipy or flaky. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I do like some gossip here and there. Look, let's not lie. We all love some gossip. Um, I've never gossiped a day in my life. Mm. But flaky? I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, it's in... So in Time Passage, it said it's my eighth house, but on CoStar, it's in my seventh house. Both of mine are in the eighth house, so maybe we're both eighth house women. I don't know. But on Time Passage, I can just, you know, Gemini is the sign associated with communication, logical thought processes based on duality and the conscious mind. Gemini people tend to be airy and intellectual um glib of tongue and curious about life and other people i agree with that i feel like i'm curious about um other people i i've always heard that gemini's kind of are the so i've always heard they're pretty social and i've never felt that way but i do see that once i do open up to people that i'm comfortable with i tend to be more social it just depends on the person I'm with. 
I don't feel like I identify to my sun sign a lot of the times. And I think it's just because the Pisces description is so like, woo. And like, I just don't, like, that doesn't feel like me. Because it's always like, mm-hmm. Pisces are so connected to their psychic energy and the crystals and the aura. Like, that is just like, I, I don't know. In my time passages, it says, we got to zoom. Oh God! <laughs> Our nar, uh, you're you are friendly and likable. I'm gonna say it, and this is not a pity party moment. I don't think I'm friendly, and I don't no. think I'm likable. I'm serious. Um, and yet you can be very moody and introspective as well. Relate to the second part wholeheartedly. Very introspective, very um up and down on that emotional plane. Pisces is a watery sign concerned with subtle emotions and secret mystical depths. See, that is like, I don't, what does that mean? Like, no. Like, that just sounds like we didn't know what to write for a description. So we said mystical depths and water. Mine says uh, Gemini is immutable air, rules the arms, shoulders, and the lungs. So. I mean, each sign does rule a body part. Pisces rules the feet. I'm sorry. It just does. Uh, and then we're both mutable signs. Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, and I forget what the fourth one is. Yeah. And then furthermore, mine says um, you make a good teacher. You can be nervous and high strung and maybe mischievous. I don't know about mischievous, but nervous and high strung, <laughs> very relatable. Unlike possessive Taurus, you tend towards liberty in relationship. You can be easily bored, but under the control of self-discipline, you have tremendous intellectual and artistic possibilities. Mine continued says you are dreamy and full of imagination and are easily influenced by everything around you. That I would agree with. I feel like it's very easy to um, sway my opinion on certain things because I could be like, I don't really like this. And then I hear someone else talk about it passionately. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's not terrible. Um... Mm. You have an artistic temperament that allows you to express these feelings in creative and innovative ways. I feel like that's for like the the I paint and I draw girlies and I'm neither. Um, mm. You can be strong when necessary, but you may have a hard time making a decision. Very true. Very indecisive queen. Would agree. Um, you also may experience upsets periodically. Periodically, baby. Try... 24 365 uh and then we have stemming from your extreme sensitivity as you react to situations and events that seem harsh to you at your best you are truly compassionate offering service love and understanding to all of life that surrounds you Mm. see it just sounds so like ah and i don't feel like that i think all of them like to hype up their own signs especially the sun ones and then the other ones are just like let's completely wreck them and show their negative sides um sun is like okay we're gonna go easy on you this this is what you could be okay this is how you're gonna improve yourself like my sun moon and rising are very like friendly 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 and i'm like i don't think that that's me because i feel like if i was that freaking friendly i would have a bigger group of friends because I'm, like, not like that. I'm not a let me run up to somebody and be like, hi, my name is Taylor. And, like, I'm just not that person. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, some of this stuff, can I really believe it? Um, let's see. 
All right. Should we move on to our moon? Of course. So CoStar says the moon rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. This is likely the sign you most think of yourself as since it reflects your personality when you're alone or deeply comfortable. Ooh, so this description's pretty short for me. So my moon is in Libra in the third house, meaning your emotional self is balanced, harmonious, and sees both sides of every situation. I would agree. In the line of work that I'm in, I feel like I kind of have to be balanced and see things from both sides so as not to be biased towards anything. Um, Harmonious and balanced is something that we're striving for all the time. Don't know if I would say that I'm there but we're working on it. Um, it says indecisive, true, relationship-oriented, lies. Lies. Um, and desperate to please. Very much a people pleaser would agree. Someone could be like, can you do this for me? And I literally have no time, no resources. And I'll be like, of course I can. Because I don't want people to be mad at me. Um and then we have, you can be a little self-obsessed. Yeah, because I'm pretty and I'm cute and I'm fine and I'm hot. <laughs> and then we have, but tend to hide your feelings and needs. I don't, okay, actually, no. I'll say this. I have certain feelings that I'm very open about expressing. But when I am irritated and or annoyed with anyone who I'm like supposed to be close with, girl i just suck those feelings inside i just and don't say anything about it for like months and or years until one day it gets to be too much and we have to have a conversation about it so that i don't explode Mm -hmm. i can totally i can totally see that um mine is an aries meaning your emotional self is independent energetic and enthusiastic I don't know about enthusiastic. I can feel energetic and independent, but enthusiastic is like pushing it a little bit. You have a tendency to feel inadequate and overcompensate just because failure is a possibility, which I completely agree. Failure is like one of my biggest fears. So I tend to overdo things to avoid that possibility, like it said. And inadequate, mm, always think, thinking too low of myself, you know? Don't we all? Yeah. But I can totally, yeah, I can totally feel that. And it says it's in my fifth house, meaning you find security and safety through romance, self-expression, creativity, and pleasure. Which I actually agree with all those things. Can't relate, babe. Um, we have... In time passages, it's a lot of the same, striving for balance. It says you like to please everybody and should be aware of a tendency to be all things to all people. This is something that I struggle with because I don't know how to say no all the time, especially in situations where I'm not in control or like the boss or whatever. Like, you know how when you have higher ups and they're like, can you do this for me? And you're already like kind of stressed to the max dealing with everything else Mm-hmm. I won't just be like, hey, I have a lot going on. I can't. I'll be like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll break my leg to get there. Don't worry. Um, You are the soul of courtesy and are gracefully elegant in manner. Graceful. Where? Which may also prevent your genuine emotional reaction from getting across. This is why. 
and I'm going to say this, this is why a lot of times when I meet people for the first time, they're like, she's kind of shy. Lies. Not, but in these settings, I feel like I have to be this person who people would like want to get along with. Mm -hmm. So it ends up being either just really quiet and not saying anything or being like, wow, what a great idea, even if that's not how I feel inside. Mm-hmm. Um, you truly enjoy the company of other people and may be uncomfortable with too much solitude. Don't agree. I like hanging out by myself. Mm-hmm. And you possess an elusive sweetness of nature to you. Should strive to be true. What? I don't even know what that means. Sweetness of nature. So that's what I mean. Like my big three, it's like friendly, sweet, and kind. I don't feel like any of those things. Because I feel like, and we've talked about this before, the sweeties in the world are like, I need cupcakes for everyone in the class. And, like, that is just not me. Like, maybe I am just not a sweet person. I don't feel like that. They're the Izzy Stevens of the world. I feel like she's, like, neurotic, though. I feel like the sweet – I think – whenever I think of sweet people, I think of this one girl I went to high school with who was, like, a year older than me. She was just naturally just, like, nice to everybody and, like, never showed an ounce of – like meanness or nastiness and I'm just not like that like even if I'm nice to sometimes somebody like I can have thoughts that are like and that's just who I am and maybe that makes me fake but you know uh so on time passage I think I identify more with this and how it describes my moon it says with this placement you have a high energy level you also have a strong competitive streak very true, which together with your attack first attitude may conceal subtle feelings of insecurity. Also very true. Your emotions are keenly felt, direct, and spontaneous. You may have to guard against a quick temper. You should also guard against a tendency toward a too hasty reaction to situations rather than a more carefully reasoned approach. See, I've always said I feel like I'm a very reasonable like person when it comes to making decisions but I feel like when my emotions get the best of me I tend to have that hasty approach to things and think too quickly and act too quickly which isn't you know one of my uh strongest uh personality it's not one of my best personality traits and then it says you're most comfortable thinking of yourself as strongly independent with great physical daring and courage I do I am sometimes full of myself and think like I did that, you know. Me every day, Mm -hmm. but also hating myself at the same time. (laughs) All right. And next we have our rising. And or ascendant. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your ascendant is the mask you present to people. It can be seen in your personal style and how you come off to people when you first meet. Some say it becomes less relevant as you get older. It changes every two hours, so it doesn't make sense. Oh, it also says text your mom to confirm your birth time. Yeah, if it if you don't think it resonates <laughs> with you, try and double check. Mm-hmm. Um, I did ask my mommy before putting my time in. I'm almost positive I know my time is 5.30 p.m. Because re- I've read it like twice before. Mine's 2.30 p.m. So we love some 30s. Uh. This one is really, really short. Um, Your ascendant is in Leo, meaning you come across as bright, good-natured, and magnetic. Your energy makes you seem either like a know-it-all or a live wire, but always a center of attention. Know-it-all would agree. Because sometimes when people talk about stuff and they're like, but I don't really understand. I'm like, so actually I read 12 articles on it and blah, 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 blah. But it's never me trying to be like, 
I know everything. It's just like, let me clarify this because I have information. But mm. center of attention, I would say no. I don't think, and maybe it's just because in the past in friend groups, I've always been around the more like lively, energetic, outgoing people that I kind of like fade to the background. I don't think you come off as like a center of attention type of person. I don't feel that way. I think there's times when I want to be that, but I don't actually feel that. Like the, I don't know. I don't think I ever fully relate to my like big three because it's so like social, friendly, center of attention, magnetic. And I'm like, no, Mm. maybe I just haven't stepped into that. I don't know. But mine is uh, Scorpio, meaning uh, I come off across as passionate, cunning, strategic, and perceptive. Your intense and tenacious drive comes off as intimidating and powerful, if not malicious or aggressive. So I don't know if I got a lot of positives in my... And I don't even... I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, do I come off as that way? I don't think you're intimidating. I don't think I'm intimidating, but sometimes I think of myself as, like, aggressive. Like, when I'm talking – like, I feel like I'm passive-aggressive sometimes, and I try not to be. But sometimes when I feel like I'm I'm feeling less powerful in a situation – because I will admit, I like to feel powerful in a situation when it's against certain people. I'm like, okay, I got to, like, up my game here. And so that's where the passive aggressiveness comes out. But I don't think I'm intimidating whatsoever. I think I fail at it every single time. I feel like I don't ever want to feel more powerful than anybody. I want to feel like on the same level. I don't want anyone to talk down to me. Mm. But I don't want to talk down to anybody else. I don't like talking down to people. But sometimes it's just in certain situations with people. It's like, okay, you know, we we got a power dynamic going on here, and I am definitely not going to be the lower one. So. Equality. Then we have um, time passages. Forgot the name of the app for a second. Love to see it. Uh, you have great energy, courage, and honesty, and are very creative, self-confident, and perhaps a bit self-indulgent. Will agree on self-indulgent. Would not say self-confident. Would not say it. Um. More confident than a previous me, but would not say in general. No. You expect to be the center of attention. Nope. And often are. No. Um, Even so, people forgive you for your excesses, sensing in you the incurable romantic. I'll let that silence speak for itself. Um, Where is it? You are likely to have a leonine appearance with a thick mane of hair and a dramatic flair to your clothing and appearance. Listen, I do got some big hair. But the dramatic clothing? Yeah. No, baby. I dress like a bowl of oatmeal every single day. And maybe it's because I work and I'm just like beige, brown, black. She's got that Shawn Mendes inspiration going on. Don't you ever say that to me again. You literally just said oatmeal, so I had to. When I mean, I mean you like insulted a yourself. good bowl of like a little, a little maple syrup, a little cinnamon. I don't mean those Quaker oats that have been sitting on the counter for six days. Okay. I don't mean that. Um, you also enjoy the warmth of the physical sun. Hmm. Mm, Interesting. Mm, 
because Leo is ruled by the sun. You are determined and usually get your way when you really want to. That I'll agree with. If I want something to happen, <laughs> it's happening. Point blank period. Um, you also possess great integrity and are a natural leader. And then it says, don't be arrogant, don't be egotistical, <laughs> um, but rather to develop humility and compassion and to learn detachment and the gift of your affections. I think I am detached, but I think that has to deal with my Venus placement. Mm. But I do like to take the lead on stuff. That is true. You do. Um, unfortunately, I do not think I copied my time passage uh, rising description so I don't know what it says but it's probably going to talk about how I'm so aggressive and malicious and I'm power hungry oh get ready for my uh, mercury and mars placement okay um so mercury determines how you communicate talk think and process information it also indicates how you learn it is the mind's planet this is important for us this is communication mm-hmm. um so my mercury is in aries God bless. Um, it's in the ninth house. So what do we have to say in CoStar? Your intellect is quick, independent, impatient, energetic, and direct. I would agree. Um, sometimes it comes across as aggressive when I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say. But it's just like, and I think I used to say this before I even knew anything about placements. I hate when people like beat around the bush. I'm like, just get to the point just hurry up because impatience when it's a legitimate issue and someone's like I'm really struggling right now I can be patient but when it's something that's supposed to be super simple and easy and somebody drags it out to no end I can't Mm -hmm. handle it like I just can't deal with it it says you think fast and start conversations with enthusiasm you're likely to yell not a yeller I will say Mm. that not a yeller if anything I have people say what did you say Speak up, please. So not a yeller. I feel like mine is kind of the opposite. My Mercury is in Cancer, meaning your intellect is emotional and empathetic. You have a strong intuition and a skill for diplomacy. Sighing is a favored mode of communication. Katie does sigh. I do sigh. Make a sigh compilation. (sighs) (sighs) Thank you for contributing so I don't have to edit it. You're welcome, but (laughs) this is, like, very accurate, I will say, because I feel like I am a person who tries to be very empathetic for people, even if I fail numerous times. It's the only, I think it's how I was raised. I've always been told, like, just be nice to people. Be nice. Doesn't matter what they say to you. Be nice. When it's a legitimate issue and someone's like, I'm really struggling right now, I can be patient. But when it's something that's supposed to be super simple and easy and somebody drags it out to no end, I can't Mm -hmm. handle it. Like, I just can't deal with it. It says you think fast and start conversations with enthusiasm. You're likely to yell. Not a yeller. I will say Mm. that. Not a yeller. If anything, I have people say, what did you say? Speak up, please. So not a yeller. I feel like mine is kind of the opposite. Um... My Mercury is in Cancer, meaning your intellect is emotional and empathetic. You have a strong intuition and a skill for diplomacy. Sighing is a favored mode of communication. Katie does sigh. I do sigh. 
Make a sigh compilation. <sighs> Thank you for contributing so I don't have to edit it. <laughs> You're welcome. But <laughs> this is like very accurate, I will say, because I feel like I am a person who tries to be very empathetic for people, even if I fail numerous times. It's the only, I think it's how I was raised. It's like, I don't know how to logically talk to people. Like, I don't know. I've always been told, like, just be nice to people. Be nice. Doesn't matter what they say to you. Be nice. Just, like, try to understand what they're coming from. So that's the type of person that I am. And sometimes it's not necessarily a good thing. But strong intuition, I feel like I have that as well. I can really, like, read people for who they are even before, like, just, like, talking them a little bit. So, but the sighing, that's very, that's oddly specific for my favorite mode of communication. I mean, it's true. Sometimes in podcasts, she'll go, oh, Sean. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Um, time passages for this Aries Mercury. We have witty, inventive, and quick. I would say that I'm witty. I would say that I am. Inventive, I don't really know what that means. And quick. We all know what quick means. Um, You take up new ideas with enthusiasm. I would say, yeah, I like to hear from the general population. Um, We bounce a lot of ideas off for the podcast. I have a list. Um, Your intuition is keen. So we're both on that. We're both on that intuition. We're both Mm -hmm. on that. I get a good, and I would agree. I feel like you just get this, I hate this word, but vibe off certain people. And I would say 90 eight percent of the time it's right like it just is Mm -hmm. and I can tell when somebody's like lying about their vibe because I'm because sometimes you have to confront people when something seems off and they're just like "Mm, nothing and I'm just like "Mm, there's something there's just like an energy there um you tend to be impatient with opposition and delay true with delay opposition depends it depends if it's something stupid like I don't like this. And then I'm like, okay. But if it's something that I care about, yeah, I'll say something. Um, you have considerable mental energy and a need to assert yourself in your thought process and your communication with others. True. And that's why I interrupt people. Um, not on purpose. It just happens. Especially phone calls when I can't see people. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I don't it's know tough. when they're done talking. Well, that's why we do FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It benefits you to learn concentration for with control your abundant mental energy is vastly more useful learning concentration i i get that i feel like i i do begin a little distracted sometimes Mm. so my uh time passage says you learn a given subject by feeling or by contact with others rather than by study um i can see that but i can see you know, the opposite by studying somebody. You have an excellent memory. Lies. Uh-huh. That's a total lie. We know this. Because the sign of cancer is closely involved with storing up sense impressions in memory, you may have a tendency to live in the past. I feel that. Yeah, I can see that. You are likely to have strong psychic and artistic abilities. That we are strong psychic. I feel like this intuition kicking in. Uh, you are sensitive to the opinions of others. agree. It benefits you to attempt to understand other people's point of view rather than taking what they say or 
do personally. I definitely will say it does benefit me not saying that I do that most of the time because sometimes I do be taking these these things personally. So I think sometimes what people say because everyone's communication style is different, it's interpreted differently. So sometimes somebody is saying something and they don't mean it with any like malice. Mm -hmm. But if somebody interprets it that way, then it creates like drama where there isn't really drama. Mm -hmm. It's like my like, you know, how a lot of times men, they talk loud and they don't realize that they're talking loud. And you're like, why are you yelling? And they're like, I'm not yelling. I'm just talking. Because that's their communication. It's just to be loud. Yeah. that's a whole nother conversation but too personal for the podcast baby um all right next we have venus so venus determines how and what you love it indicates how you express affection and the qualities you're attracted to um i have a venus in aquarius same as harry styles Uh uh-huh we have the same venus and a moon uh period I think my Venus in Aquarius I very much relate to. It's probably the planetary placement I most relate to. So it says, um, your romantic side is unconventional, intellectual, and somewhat detached. I think I'm very detached. Mm, And I've talked about this a lot. Um, I think, and this is like a, a trait that I don't love about myself, but if I don't have to be in contact with anybody or interact with them in some form, I just won't talk to them anymore. And that's why yeah. a lot of like f- things that could have been friendships did not don't happen. Because it's just like if I don't have to be around you anymore. And like it's not even like a, I don't want to. I just don't. Yeah. Like I will not reach out to you. Like if you are like move away, I will not call. She um, said I'm not wasting my time. It's not even I won't waste my time. I just like don't. Like I'm not a good communicator in that way to keep up with people. Mm-hmm. That's why I need low maintenance baddies like that's why i need them the ones that have to talk to you every single day no um you can be bubbly and obvious when you like someone but typically you prefer forms of intimacy less obvious than romance i would agree i would agree but like i think in the time passages thing it'll explain this a little bit more but a lot of times venus and aquarius it's in the sixth house by the way i don't know if i said that um it's very, like, I only like people who I've been friends with in some capacity, and that I would agree with. Because I, like, I can think somebody's a cutie, fine, hot, young thug thing, but I won't actually be invested if I've never talked to them before. And that's on period. I just won't, because I'm just not, like, I don't know, I don't know anything about you. I kind of like that for you, though. You, you're kind of, it's, like, sensible, I guess. It's... You know, or reasonable, maybe. I don't know if it's reasonable. I think it's just like, I'll talk about it with time passages. I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah. So I feel like I agree with my Venus in Leo. So it says your Venus is in Leo, meaning you're, <laughs> I hate this. I'm sorry. I hate how they said this. Your romantic side is idealistic AF. And that's why we don't use CoStar. <laughs> um, you need a lot of love, care, and validation. True. Because uh, I will doubt myself and how people uh, love me. I just realized uh, these are opposites. Leo yep. and Aquarius are opposite <laughs> signs. This Wow. This makes so much sense. Um, in return, you don't hold anything back. You want a passionate relationship. Though sometimes it just seems like you like drama. Now, I will say this. I hate drama. I hate it. 
Katie knows she likes it deep down. She said, I like a little plot twist. <laughs> just a little. Just a little here and there. Um, interesting, though, because I I really do agree with that. I I need to be, like, I need to be shown or told 100%, like, I care about you. I love you. Do not worry. It is okay. Because, you know, if not, I'm, I'm going to be getting in my head about it. Mine is so far in the opposite direction. <laughs> Mine is just, like, doesn't need anybody, doesn't care. And it's kind of true. Um, On time passages... Uh, okay, Venus in Aquarius gives you a calm and detached nature. True. <laughs> this is so funny. I need to explain this, though. Like, you know how, and I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast, but some people, they view, like, love as, like, it's guaranteed. Like, everyone has somebody. I don't think I have that viewpoint. Like, I'm very much in the channel of, like, oh, no, not everybody has somebody. And I think I'm at a peaceful place where I'm cool with vibing on my own. Um, you are idealistic, even revolutionary in your outlook and want to see a better society emerge from the vagaries of the present day. I do want to see a better society. That's on sustainability. Mm-hmm. I care about that. Um, you are an admirer of symmetry and elegance with an enthusiastic appreciation of artistic form in music poetry i don't know about that one and (laughs) painting i would like to paint but i don't know how so that's something to explore you function well in friendships and in groups groups is a big fat lie i hate a group and i'll stand by that i'll die on that hill i hate a group um but you may not always be happy in intimate connections with significant others wouldn't know but intimacy something about that doesn't sit right with my soul so i think that's Mm -hmm. why i'm down with being alone i just being close to one person uh uh-uh, no i i feel like our venuses are very like <laughs> it's resonated with us with us the most out of all of these because this reason. one just like feels right um your love is broader and more general and you may be given to spiritual or philanthropic activities rather than to close personal relationships hmm. true though yeah. i don't think i'm close to a lot of people and a teacher told me this once, a teacher that I, like, was close with, uh-huh, ironic, um, she was like, I wish you were just yourself, like, upfront with people. I feel like it takes so long for you to just be, like, chill. And I said, it's built on trust issues, babe. We just got to mm-hmm. give them what they want. We just got to, hi, of course I can. Wonderful. Amazing. Um, you may go through many changes in your love life. What love life? Being very open to new influences that suddenly come up for you, you benefit from deepening and more fully expressing your affection for one person in particular. When I find someone who I want to express affection for, maybe we'll try it. But these days, this life, dry, bland. Mm. Um, so my Venus, so my time passage says, Venus and Leo gives a proud uh, and willful love nature that is also loyal and affectionate. With this placement, you are dramatic and dignified, and at the same time, very caring and compassionate. Yep. You are a seeker for pleasure and are given to the grand gesture in the expression of your affection. Wow, they just said we're going to put a bunch of words in a sentence and go with it. They guys. had a word count to hit. Mm-hmm. Your values are definitely your own, and you make a work of art out of your presentation of yourself to the world at large. 
Now that is a sentence I can go down. That is that was a that was a good sentence. I like that. Uh, now I'm just looking at the sentence structure and grammar. I'm like, wow, this is very impressive. You are likely to be quite attractive. <laughs> that was okay. Um, Katie said, know. "I'm hot." Mm. <laughs> you are warm-hearted and spontaneous, but knowing so well what you want, you can also be very controlled in the expression of your relationship energy. This I 100% agree with. This is where I feel like my controlling side comes out. I'm like, things have to be this way, this way, and this way. I don't want this. So I don't I don't want you. That's how I am. Um, and sometimes I think that's a very good thing for people to know what they want and like step out of it. I just but sometimes it's funny how yours is so like person related. <laughs> and mine is like activity related. It's like you like philanthropy. Um, you love society in the sense of the impact that you make upon it and benefit from pu- pulling back and considering other points of views as equally valid as your own. I can say that sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to say all the time, but sometimes. I love how they're opposites and they both just resonate so, so much. Mm-hmm. And our last one we're going to go through is our Mars. Mars is a planet of aggression. It determines how you assert yourself, take action, and the energy that surrounds you, particularly in your sex life, your ambitiousness, and when you're angry. Wow, this is going to be a doozy. My Mars is at home in Aries. Aries is ruled by Mars. Woo! Aggression. Um, (laughs) It says, you assert yourself in a way that is to the point and impulsive. The impulsivity I definitely relate to because sometimes I'll be doing stuff and not thinking about the consequence of doing said thing. Sometimes we got to take a pause when we're about to send a text message. We got to delete it and start again because feelings would be getting hurt when I don't intend for them to. Um, You love to make things happen and you push things forward with energy and enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a word, like you said earlier, I don't really relate to enthusiasm, Mm -hmm. but like energy okay yeah okay per um you have a short temper but are quick to forgive the bravest sign of the zodiac Ooh, i like that short temper i feel like i get irritated a lot but actually mad i feel like it takes it takes a lot for you to get mad like actually like i'm ready to fight that's not that often but like irritated and annoyed with people oh my god on the daily but i do be forgiving folks even if i decide i can't do this anymore i don't harbor anger towards them Mm -hmm. because what good is it gonna do exactly just wish them well and move on yeah so my Mars is in Libra, meaning while it may take you a while to make a decision, completely agree, you assert yourself in a way that is fair-minded, though sometimes passive-aggressive. She said it earlier. I did. I completely said it earlier. Um, and that is all it says for me. <laughs> so you're passive-aggressive and I'm a direct girly. And that's so funny, though, because I didn't read that ahead of time. And that's pretty much exactly what I said. Um when it comes to like how I communicate with people with with people who you know in that certain type of situation I think with my Libra moon placement the passive aggressive nature comes out at times 
but I can be direct when it gets to a point. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it gets to this point where I don't want to be friends with people anymore. And then that's when it has to be talked out. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I'm just being crazy. Uh, in Miss Time Passages, for this Mars and Aries in the ninth house, if she texts me one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to jump through the screen. Like, I can't handle it. These notifications keep going. Bloop, 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 bloop. Um, okay. <laughs> this sign gives a friendly and optimistic nature. Lies. Hmm. You are likely to lead a physically active life. Um, uh, she be cycling. I mean, I do be cycling, but I feel like when people say physically active life, that's like, yeah, I, I go, go for hiking runs. every. Yeah, and I play tennis and racquetball. But like, I don't do that stuff. It's like when people like do physical things as fun activities. It's like, oh, mine is I- like a form of punishment for myself almost. Like, I'm like my fun activity with friends are are like going to the movies and going to eat that is is not going to the gym together yeah um if anything that's the last place i would want to go with a group physical activity is a private time for me it's like solo that's because i'm always embarrassed of like how i work out because people are gonna be like you're doing that wrong or why are you breathing so hard it's like stop if you could hear me heaving but like when i get on this bike that's my time to dissociate like i get on there and i just don't think about anything like my mind is like blank um let's see and are fond of sports and gambling not fond of sports <laughs> literally at all um actually you know what maybe the winter olympics like the little figure skating and stuff that's fun the the gymnastics cool uh gambling wouldn't know but we may or may not be going to vegas this year so Ooh, interesting maybe then i'll discover my true passion of losing all my money at the casino um, you're idealistic, outspoken, and honest with your opinions. I would agree. Um, also likely to be spontaneous and even a bit impulsive. I don't think I'm spontaneous, but I do think I'm impulsive. I like a plan, mm. but yeah. I do be making those snap decisions at times, and they're not always the best. You can be scattered in the application of your energies, and it will perhaps benefit you to work at becoming more reliable. I don't think I'm unreliable. I feel like when no. I say I'm going to do something, it gets done. Yeah, that's 100% true. You have a great propensity for learning. I don't like the word propensity. Your energy is most naturally invested in adventures of the higher mind, travel, education, perhaps publishing. Okay, y'all, I'm going to write a book. <gasps> did I that's, not say that you earlier? You did. You literally just said in the fall you want to start writing fiction for yourself. Just for fun. Sometimes I just need a break. Like I Not like a break, but like. I'm not saying I don't like my job. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, sometimes I want to do something different. That's okay. It'll, it'll be fun. Um, you like many different pursuits and have a kind of haphazard way of going about things that can get you into trouble. I don't know if it gets me into trouble, but I do think haphazard way of going about things in many different pursuits. A lot of creative projects that I don't talk about. Shut up. We're done listening to you. You may tend to miss the details by fixing your gaze on the big picture. You also can be dogmatic at times. I don't know what that word means. I don't either. I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. When you get too carried away with your own point of view, you profit by learning to slow down your enthusiasm and focus your concentration on reachable goals. So a lot of these are saying focus your concentration on (gasps) reachable goals. Wait a minute. Wait a dang freaking minute. Last week, I had a little identity crisis. Um... And I was like, I'm letting go of all these good things from last year. I'm letting them all go. My whole life is spiraling. So what did I do? 
I went into Miss Google Docs, as I so often do, made a table, and I've been checking boxes for every day that I do these specific things I want to accomplish. So reachable goals, man. I think that's really good for you, though, because I, I feel like I need that, and I just haven't done it yet, because I think I've been going through an identity crisis as well, and I'm also about to sneeze right now, and then I said it, and now I'm not going to do it. Okay. That was the identity crisis. Did you want to sneeze, or was it someone else? Uh, now my left nostril feels like feels like it just needs to be cleared up. Your left Gemini twin nostril? <laughs> yeah, my right one. She's clear as day, though. Um, but my Thai passages. So my Mars um, in the... I haven't been naming the houses, by the way. This is in its 12th house. Uh, gives a sensitive and retiring nature. I'm retiring, guys. Sorry, you know, haven't even started my job and, you know, I'm retired. Uh, you have a ten- tendency to be withdrawn. All right. You are easily influenced by others and can also sometimes be moody and introspective. Wow. They well, we're both with- moody and introspective. <laughs> Women, right? I do think that you're withdrawn, though, sometimes. I think I can be, too. I don't like that, though. Sometimes I like to be in the moment, but sometimes I'm just like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like a weird energy type of thing. Uh, I sound like one. I I sound like one of the people I was talking about that I don't like in the beginning of the podcast. Where never mind. Personality shifting. <laughs> you can also get lost in your dreams at times. Wow, like me being a celebrity completing my SNL monologue. Um, and it may be that for you at these times, only your inner world is real. Dang, that's very Pisces. Uh, you tend to resent and be discontent with your situation or that of society. <laughs> I sometimes do resent society and my situation. Uh, you tire easily for your physical energy is somewhat variable. Very true. I am not like you, apparently, that loves to have, do physical activities for fun. And my sports and gambling. <laughs> yeah. You may need to work through a lack of straightforwardness with others, and it benefits you greatly to stand up for your beautiful sense of truth. Oh, and to learn to be more decisive in relation to the affairs of the world around you. Wow. That was. Oh, my. I don't even know how to react to that. I don't know. Something about reading beautiful sense of truth just really hit me. I feel like I'm going to therapy right now. Um, Your quiet exterior masks a restlessly. Restlessly searching interior process, which strives for nothing less than the transformation of yourself and society into a more ideal system. Katie said society. Um, This is the INFJ in me coming out, I feel like. That's my Venus in Aquarius, philanthropy. Wow. That, I mean, I got nothing from my, from uh, co-star. And time passage was just like, okay, we're going to dump everything on you. That's what I'm telling you. CoStar is just like a teaspoon and time passages. Baby, that's the whole cup. Dang. I, I agree with that mostly. I'll say, I, I don't know. Hmm. Which placement do you think you most identify with? I think I talked about how I identified with my Venus and Leo the most because I don't know why I, but something about it, 
something about that doesn't seem right to say that because I feel like that only is connected to one part of your life and not all of it. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. I found myself relating to it more than all the other ones. I think I most relate to probably my Mars and Mercury. Um, I do appreciate direct communication. And I do be aggressive sometimes. And I think that's why the Venus placement pairs nicely with it. Because if I was one of those like assertive, aggressive people, I don't think I could be a cutesy relationship girly. Where it's like, Mm -hmm. love, like I need that detachment. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I chose Venus and Leo because personally for me, and this is with any relationship, um, I constantly feel like I need to be validated by that person. Because I look, I get into my head about certain things and it doesn't even have to be that person saying like, I care about you. I want you. I like you. It's just, it's certain actions or doing certain things, saying certain things that help validate that. That is just so interesting to me. I don't know. It's weird. Someone who doesn't need it. I feel like sometimes, though, when I say these things, it sounds selfish, but honestly, I do think some people aren't entirely truthful about what they want or what they need, and so when you are, it's just easier going from there when you're truthful about it. I think I'm delayed truthful. Hmm. I think, like, that's what it is, because... Like, growing up, I would get really annoyed with people when they did certain things, and I would, like, you know, talk to your mom or whatever about it, and be like, when so-and-so does this, it really bothers me, and she'd be like, but did you ever tell this person that it bothers Mm -hmm. you? Like, how are you going to be upset, and you didn't say anything about it? And, like, that's That's a problem I I still am working through, because a lot of times people just don't know. Like, they can't read your mind. They don't know that when they do X, Y, and Z, it negatively impacts you. But sometimes having that conversation is difficult. Because mm-hmm. that Libra moon, she don't like conflict. Like, she no. does not like it. And I feel like anytime you say, when you do this, it bothers me. It places this, like, blame on the other person. Like, this is all your fault. And, like, usually I don't feel that way. But there's no other way to say it. Mm-hmm. other than like I don't like this yeah like I don't like conflict as well but like you said sometimes the conversation needs to be had and it can be difficult getting there it can be difficult getting through it but at the end of the day once it's once it's been done and it's still fine after that it's like this huge relief I just think that like those those Aries placements make that gentle delivery non-existent like I feel like it's very my moon in Aries (laughs) it's very like not even like hate fueled it's just very like and while we're at it let's talk about this too and it's just so it's just like let's not split everything up let's just get it all out there that's never talk about it again to be because I would rather like sit and and we've I think hello everybody um, we've had a conversation that falls within this realm before 
And you know, I, I'm like, let's air it out once so we never have to talk about it again. Let's mm-hmm. cover all the bases so we <laughs> never have to talk about it again. Because I'm like, if we have to repeat conversations, I can't it's, handle it. Because at that point, when you repeat conversations, it's like, again, we have to go through this again. Like, do we have, how many problems do we really have? So when you get it all out there and you just fix it there, there you go. Everything's better. And I will say post-conversation things have been better. I love how none of you now are talking about none of y'all are like privy. We're just kind of just, it sounds like we're talking hypothetically. No, this (laughs) is like a legitimate situation. But Uh, when I was like, just, and I don't think, you know what? I don't think I was being mean about it, even though I was annoyed. But like Katie was quietly like, but sometimes when you do this, I hate it. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was no anything. But like me, I was like, I think I was crying when I was sitting that. It was like frustration tears. I would. I was sitting there and I was just like, God, I hate even thinking about it. It was such a, I, I don't like thinking about it, even though I think it was good for us. I hate thinking about it. I was like, I can, I felt my face get hot because I was like, okay, this is the time I'm losing a friendship, and this is. And then but I was it like, was. No. And then I was like, no, this isn't gonna happen. We're not gonna let this happen. It's okay. It's fine. It was the like, this literally what my mom said. She said sometimes people just don't know, Taylor. Sometimes people just don't know. And then I was like, when this happens, you were like. It was like Patrick when he opens his mouth and has that one tooth. You were like. <laughs> you're like I had no idea and I think that's because we have different types of communication because we're both styles. passive aggressive mm-hmm. but I just won't say anything at all until it's just like the breaking point I mean I'm the same exact way like once you start getting things out there I was like but my thing was I was like you know what she's got a lot going on maybe I shouldn't bring anything up but then I was like if I don't, I'm going to seem like a doormat and like, I don't want to seem that way. <laughs> so I was like, I, who knows? That was our moment of marital counseling. And for everybody out there listening to this, just know this is, it was, I, I think it was a healthy form of communication that we had. And I think the reason it came out the way that it did had to do with the timing. Mm. You know, because uh, we were, were looking at the stars today and this was a conversation that was had on my birthday. Um, and I think that sent me over the edge. Mm. Well, this has been an interesting, <laughs> interesting turn of events. An interesting um shooting of the star yeah but you know what else would be interesting for us what do you what do you think would be interesting i think a quizzy wizzy would be interesting a lot of imagery get get prepared all right we are taking a quiz called which zodiac goddess matches your soul are you more of an Aries goddess or a Scorpio goddess? By Sid Robinson, a BuzzFeed staff member. I think we've taken a Sid quiz before. We love you, Sid. Um, I would like to point out before we actually take the quiz, BuzzFeed, y'all need to get y'all's act together when it comes to quizzes. 
and we know this, everybody knows this, I looked up, you know, BuzzFeed quiz astrology, and could you guess that they're all like, let's guess your zodiac sign, but they're all phrased the same. It's always, I know it sounds weird, but we can guess your zodiac sign just by this, this, and this. It's always, I know it sounds really weird. I mean, that's me writing an episode description, so I'm not going to come for anybody's neck. But you change it up, at least. Like, they're saying the same thing. It's just, I know it's weird, but we can guess your zodiac sign based on how you build this house, how you eat your food, how so-and-so. So this is one of the different ones I could find. I'll take inspiration from the other BuzzFeed creators, because I don't want to plagiarize Miss Sid herself, but... I will write the episode description as, I know it sounds weird, but this week we want to talk about us. We we have to. We have to. All right. All right. Choose a path to follow. Oh, gosh. We have a bunch of images. They all kind of look the same to me. Uh, the first one, we have a valley. If you guys remember taking geography in elementary school and they would make you do those hand positions where it's like, a mountain, a valley. It's a valley. With a sun creeping up over the hillside. We it's, have It's definitely science textbook. Oh yeah, for sure. You've definitely read that in your physical geography book. Um, we have some dirty, dusty, crusty, uh, broke back mountain hanging out in the desert. I've never seen that movie. And then we have <laughs> We have um mm, This kind of reminds me of a quiet place with that little sand path. And it's, you know, a little sunsetty. Emily Blunt's about to give birth in a bathtub quietly, you know. Mm-hmm. Then we have Twilight. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Edward Sanding. I would say Twilight or like Harry Potter when they're like doing, um, they're taking the magical creatures class in the middle of the woods. That's what it's reminding me of. I'll take her word for it. And then we have. Hey, everybody, did you get your permission slip signed to go to the state park? Um, We're all going to hike together in the mud. We actually did that once in middle school. An experience. And then we have Caucasian beach trip to Florida. Let's all wear white t-shirts and take a picture in front of the ocean. Um, As a Caucasian person belonging to a Caucasian family, this is very accurate. I don't know why we wear white to all of the... Uh, pictures i i don't understand how that started shirt has to match the race baby yeah um i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose the science textbook um valley because something about that is really making me feel nostalgic it's very serene um Mm -hmm. i was going to choose that but just to be different i'm gonna go for emily blunt is about to give birth and we're on the way to the house i'm coming emily just hold on which crystal are you drawn to the most this i didn't read that right but but, you know that's that's the that's how i would have written it sorry sid i feel like i don't understand crystals and stuff but like i'm not making fun of anybody if that works for you cool um I have some, but it's just, like, for fun. I got them at Ruby Falls when I was a child. We have some pink. It looks like one of those Himalayan salt lamps. And then um, some just shards of glass. Like a rose quartz. Again, I don't know either. I wish they would put the names under these because 
I like to think I know things about crystals, but I do not. I don't either. And then we have um, Ruby. Ruby. That the- July birthstone. Um, why is my grandma talking on the phone? She didn't care. Um, and then we have some purple. That's not amethyst, but I'm going to say that it is. Um, we have some clear quartz. Sure. We have, um, aquamarine. That's not aquamarine. I'm just saying anything these days. And then we have crushed up blue rock candy. Um, that's definitely, uh, Walter White meth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick that one. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick, I'm going to, I don't even know if it's rose quartz. I don't know, but it's pink. And I heard that's like one of the best ones for healing and good energy. So why not? <laughs> what color is your aura? I've always wanted to be able to do this. Like, you know, the people that say, hold your hand up in front of a blank wall. And it's like, you can see the color. I never see anything. Um, oh my it's God. I tell her right. that I'm going to record and she just says, whatever. I don't care. We have red. We have blue. This looks like what you would see if you were dying. Like you're going into the light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have jealousy green, a color I'm very familiar with. We have doctor. Did the surgery go well? Doesn't that just look like doctor did the surgery go that, well? That looks like the opening to, that looks like the Grey's Anatomy title card. You know, when it's something very dramatic, like Derek's death or and Meredith that's why is it's dying appropriate. <laughs> yeah. We have, um, mom, I didn't eat the last Cheeto. And then we have, mm, this is even me, lava lamp pink. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Jojo Siwa, but she's all the colors, really. Um, I'm going to go, oh, my aura. I, I'm really drawn to the Cheeto. Okay. Color. It's, although I would say Cheeto's a little darker. But it does have some darkness in there. This is the Cheeto residue. Mm, and I do like some Cheeto residue. Haven't had a Cheeto in a good while, but I can appreciate it. Memories. Um, <laughs> I'm torn between Jealousy Green, um, a.k.a. Sims Diamond Above the Head Green, and Doctor, did the surgery go okay? But I think I'm going <laughs> to pick Doctor, did the surgery go okay? That's good. Which landscape do you find most relaxing? Ooh, we're back to some more outdoor pictures. We have another Caucasian beach trip. Yay, Myrtle Beach. Uh, (laughs) We have the Grand Canyon. That's a very Caucasian thing as well. I've never been, but I want to go. I just want to, like, look at it. I've I've never been either. Um, We have, it looks like Colorado. If you guys have ever seen that show um, on Discovery Kids, Endurance, where they would climb up to Cotopaxi, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It looks like that. They were like, Jeremy has asthma and he can't breathe. And they would be climbing up that mountain. This could be. (sighs) I'm sorry. My fridge. Can we make ice another day? Thank you. She said run a tight schedule. Uh, We have. This gives me, like, big, we're playing at the park. It's it's not, this is what I think it is. It's small town city park, mm-hmm. you know? It's not, that's not the Nashville park. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's not where Even, Taylor Swift was writing those love songs. Mm-mm. We have um, the highway, but that little, like, 
bumper thing on the side, you know it stops at some point and you have anxiety that you're going to drive off into the ocean. Uh-huh. It's definitely um, new moon. At, um, Jacob and Bella are driving and then she sees the pack like jumping off the cliff and she's mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And Jacob's just like, girl, it ain't even you know. that serious. <laughs> uh, and then we have camping with my dad I don't have a father uh and he's wearing a flannel and he's trying to teach me how to fish and I'm just impatient and I'm over it it reminds me and I don't know why I'm thinking this there's a like just a very specific scenery in Red Dead Redemption 2 where this crazy guy like you you can just ride past it and sometimes there's this crazy guy there just like he's lost his wife and he's kind of, you know, he hasn't drank anything, even though he's beside a lot of water. And he hasn't eaten anything. And he's sometimes not wearing clothes. Um, and you can interact with him. And sometimes he would, will try to kill you. So, reminds me of Red Dead Redemption 2, that little part. If you know, you know. What selection would you make? So, despite me saying that it reminds me of... A guy who could possibly kill you in this one area. I still picked the Red Dead Redemption. My dad takes me, you know, on a trip. Would your dad take you to that setting? My dad has taken me to this type of setting. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, as a fatherless woman, um, I'll just keep on trucking along. I'm going to pick Discovery Kids Endurance Cotopaxi Mountain because the memories... Now pick a wild animal. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we have attention seeker here. We have Toucan Sam on and popping. We have, what is that, an otter? Sure. Looks a little sus, rubbing those paws together. Um, we have a meerkat from the Lion King. He's like, why are you taking a picture of me? <laughs> mm-hmm. A mama bear and the three cubs, just like that movie Brave. Oh. Uh, we have a moose, which I did not realize how large they are until not that long ago. They're humongous. And then we have a screechy little eagle. I'm not picking it. Boring, generic. I'm going to pick the bear and her little cubs because it reminds me of that movie, um, Big Brother, starring Joaquin Phoenix, a Disney Channel. I don't know about Disney Channel, but Disney. Big Brother? Yeah. Is it a cartoon mm-hmm. movie? Brother, Brother Bear. Bear. I always, as a kid, used to get, uh, I used to call it Big Brother as a kid because it was like, I don't know, because it was Big Brother. I mean, that's how I used to call it. Imagine if it was that and the Big Brother television mm-hmm. show together. It's just bears That's what in I used to house. call it. I'm so sorry, but that's what I'm going to call it. And I didn't know Walking Phoenix was the voice of the bear. I didn't either until just now. I'm going to pick that toucan, even though I'm scared of birds. That thing is freaky. But it's a fashionista. I guess. Which planet do you feel the strongest connection to? As the Mitski song would say, Venus, planet of love, was destroyed by global warming. We have Mars. Isn't that where those rovers are? Mm Mm-hmm. We have Jupiter, my acne queen, with that red spot. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. We have Saturn. She knows she's pretty. We have Uranus, as those science teachers be saying. 
And then we have Neptune, an absolute underrated hottie. I was going to say Neptune because it's just so beautiful. I don't know. It's the blue. So I'm glad that you and I have the same, um, you know, experience with the planet Uranus. But I think it is actually pronounced Uranus. It is. But they don't want to say it like that. Because... Now, this happened to me in sixth grade, because this is when we learned about the planets. Um, you know, people would always say Uranus, <laughs> and the teachers were like, fine, we're going to mispronounce a word so y'all can stop joking about it. It's pronounced Uranus, but that sounds like urinal to me. I know, it just sounds like the pea planet. If it's going to be the pea planet, it should be green. Green? Yellow. But it could be green. It could be, but pea, not. Like P-E-A. Yeah. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, sure, it can. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. I mean, um, anything is possible, really. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it can be. There's so many options. I, like, used to be obsessed with space. Like, I had a whole space phase in my life. Um, but my go-to was always Miss Jupiter. Big and beautiful, um, living out her truth. Like, Saturn is pretty, but, like, she knows she's pretty. Jupiter's got that one eyeball going on, you know? I like to call it the acne. Mm, It's nice. Ooh, what goddess did you get? I don't know if I identify with this, but I'll go with it. Sagittarius. Okay. You are generous, idealistic, and humorous. Girl, we've been new. Your open mind and genuine curiosity allows you to connect with anyone over anything, which is a true and rare gift. I'm rare. Wow. Interesting. Mine. Get ready, everybody. Pisces. Mm hmm. You are compassionate, artistic, and gentle. Your vulnerability inspires others to embrace their emotions and go about life kindly or more empathetically. Treat people with kindness. Yeah. I want to know what Gemini's would have been now. I wish there was a feature where you could, like, see all the answers and their description. I mean, I know it doesn't mean anything because it's a BuzzFeed quiz, but (laughs) it would have been nice. Mm, You can probably find it if you scroll through the comments a little. Maybe. Who knows? But it's interesting. Wow. Hmm. I'm glad we figured that out, though. Gosh. I mean, like, come on. That's something I've been wanting to know my entire life. What zodiac goddess am I? The way that I don't have any Sagittarius placements in my big six, but that's okay. I don't know if I do. But that's okay, too. I do like a Sagittarius, though, to, to be honest. I think that they're, like, a Sagittarius son. I think that they're funny. But also, they kind of intimidate me. So, like, I get a lot of TikToks about zodiac signs and people, like, talking about them. And I never understand them because there's just so many signs. And people hate on Sagittarius. And I don't know why. I don't get it. I feel like Miss Pisces gets a lot of slander. So do any of the water signs because it's just like, cry, baby. Um... But that's okay. Oh, boo-hoo. I'm a Gemini. Please. We've been discriminated against. I mean, you're hated the- for being like a baddie bee. Like, we're hated for just being crybabies. We kind of have the worst people, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, we have some pretty bad people. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. 
I know I'm a great person. And we know that you're great people. And great people do what? Give us a rating. They give us a review. Please, you don't have to, but like, please. And while you're doing that, tell us what you like and tell us what you don't like. And go ahead and give us give us a follow at Courage and Doll on Twitter. And if you don't have Twitter, but you still want to tell us your thoughts, and email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com. And subscribe. Bye. Bye.